0: Hello, hello, welcome to the Alpha Flow podcast. My name is Earl Mann and I have the pleasure of being your host today. If you are a legacy listener, we are have changed our branding from Symbol Athletica to Alpha Flow. And we are committed to helping do our best to raise people's awareness of the tremendous power available to them when they tap into the flow state and more specifically, when they apply themselves tapping into the flow state to the specific mission of building their happiness. And we mean building it, not finding it. That is why we are the founders of the Flow Happy Project, which is our quest to help 100,000 people use the flow state to change the probability of them engineering their own happiness. So uh, it is a pleasure. We've historically been an audio-based podcast, but you know what? New year, new brand, new moves. Right. <laughs> We're gonna expand to do a mix of video and audio podcast uh, podcasts as we as we roll into the year. So today we wanna talk about something that's incredibly common, right? You know, often we hear people when they describe the nature of their their journey in corporate America, the nature of their work journey. They mention that, you know, they take for every three steps forward, they take two steps back. Mm-hmm. And that's become cliche, but it's one that most people can relate to. They talk about how as much as they try to get ahead, there are always things that tend to be pulling them backwards, right? and that's a very common idea of perspective what we're going to talk about today is less common it is less common but it's very powerful for those that find themselves in this minority and it's the idea of taking three steps backwards so that you can take a giant leap forward that's the nature of today's podcast and i want you to understand this idea from a couple different perspectives the first is that normally one of the most important requirements from us to from us going from where we are to this better place right to evolve into a better person to accomplish things we've not accomplished to do things we've not done, to go places we've not been before. One of the fundamental requirements in most cases is a change of skill set. It's a change of skill set. Your skill set or knowledge base or the combination of the two are largely what's gotten you to where you are today. And to get to some place dramatically different often requires you make fundamental changes to your skill set or your knowledge base. And here's the three step back element of that idea. When we adopt a new skill, or we try to start to learn something new, in the beginning, when we try to apply this new skill, or we try to apply this new understanding, this new information, in, re- in the real world, in real time, we're going to feel much less capable than we normally feel doing the things the way we've always done them. We're going to feel less adequate. We're going to feel less skilled, for sure, because we will be actually less skilled. And we're going to feel like we're moving backwards. We're going to feel like we're less capable. And in that moment, we might actually be a little less capable. But once we adopt those new skills or that new knowledge base, it will extend the runway. It will it will allow us to go further, to do more, to be more than we have been with with as we bumped up against the limits of the skill set that brought us this far or the knowledge base that brought us this far. The, one of the most practical examples I can share is, i was um talking to a golf coach um, and he was talking about how difficult it is like there are some really great golfers that go from amateurs to pros with a swing that's a certain way but as a golf coach pro when you analyze the way they swing sometimes a golfer and it was a very famous golfer. I want to say it was Tiger Woods, but I'm not 100% sure, so let's just call it Golfer X, (laughs) that the way they were hitting the golf ball, they would have a limited lifespan as a golfer because of the torque it put on the body and the the stress it put on the body. They were incredibly efficient at doing it in the beginning and and early in their career. But that type of swing would never allow them to play for the next 10, 20 years, right? So the instruct they had to make the coaching staff had to change some of the fundamental, they made fundamental adjustments to the way the golfer swung. And when they first made the change, he lost all the magic, right? He wasn't that dominant player. He couldn't do what he normally did. But as a pro who believed in what his coaches was telling him and as a pro, a new pro who wanted to have a very long time in the sport, they stuck to the change and they kept practicing and practicing until that change became more comfortable. And as that change became more comfortable, a lot of it just had to do with rewiring in the brain, right? We talk a lot about that on this podcast, right? Um, every time we do an action, make a thought, do all the stuff, we, we're, it affects the wiring in our brain, and it takes sometimes for those connections to gel. Right? Um, that's why everything feels so awkward. That's why you can't just pick up a, a pen and write with the opposite hand as good as you do with the one you do normal. Time is it's mostly neural. has it has very little to do with the with the muscles and nerves and tendons in your fingers. It's all in your brain. So once. You, the, the golfer X has practiced this skill to the point that he's now comfortable with it. Now, all out of his, his ability to rapidly get back to where he was in terms of, of, of his playing level returns, but now he's at the playing level that he used to be with a much brighter future, a much broader um, runway, a, a much higher limit, what he's capable of doing. And that's what makes great people great. But that's also the beginning part of that. Well, I talk about that being uncomfortable, that being less capable, that that not feeling adequate. That's where most non-pros, and by pro, I just mean somebody that's really taking their task as a professional. That's where most people are left behind, they're lost. They're just not willing to do that, right? Um, Sports is an easy analogy to to share that we can all quickly relate to, but it's not limited to sports. It happens in corporate America when you learn new ways of building rapport, new communication styles, um, new habits of being organized and and working through tasks, new leadership tactics and, and, and strategies and tactics and application. In the beginning, the first time you do any of these things, you feel incredible, you don't feel comfortable. You just don't feel as confident doing these things. So you feel vulnerable. And and that's what keeps most people in the box that they are. They refuse, they just refuse to, to be perceived as less capable than they are perceived themselves, right? or they refuse to go through a period of not being able to perform precisely at the level that they are. Now, because of this, I often talk about the the hack or the cheat code, in my opinion, for many skill sets, especially in business and, and in entrepreneurship, is why I suggest people have a practice field. An environment that's similar to your work environment, but not your work environment, like on, like a volunteer or a hobby or a side hustle. Um, it just has to be an environment where you can go out and you can practice your new things in an environment where there's no perceived penalty, perceived by yourself, perceived penalty for not being as good, right? So if you learn a new way to communicate, or if you learn a new way to lead, or if you, you know, whatever it is you've learned, you're making adjustments to your skill set. In your side hustle, in the practice, in the volunteer work, in whatever you call the practice field, there's no penalty when you're not as good, and 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 that's important for most people because what most people will not do is change in real time when the in the game, right, with all the lights on in the real game, right, because most people in sports the event, one thing that there's there the advantage that athletes have in sports that we don't have in business necessarily, is practice, right? In sports, every day for hours a day, they can sit there with a coach and if they make an adjustment, they can practice and practice and practice and be bad at it in practice and drop the ball, drop the ball, drop the ball while they make the adjustments. And by the time the games rolls around, they've made enough adjustments so you don't see all the mishaps of them making the adjustments, right? And by the time the games roll around next season or next week or next season, they've adopted the change. And when they go to the real life, real, real, world game and all the bright lights and eyeballs are on them, they're more apt to, to use the newly acquired skill. They've, they've gotten through being uncomfortable and proficient at it in the practice area. So question number one that I'm gonna have for you today is, what are the critical skill sets that you're trying to prove and where can you practice them outside of your job. Where can you practice those things outside of the the penalty of learning those things on the job. Now, many of you are going to say hey I read the book I understand all the stuff I can do it in real time I can just do it in the next business meeting and i'm just here to tell you that. Those, those things play out differently in your head than they do in the real world. Take it from a guy who's done it both ways. You, it always seems clear and easy until you do it for real. When you do it for real, it's never quite how you envision it in your head, and largely because it's gonna feel so uncomfortable that you start to second guess yourself in the middle of doing it all. I highly suggest you adopt this idea of a practice field, and you also adopt this idea of that that period of le- that of adjustment, that period of adjustment um, of learning. There's a uh, there's a it, uh, interesting little graph that I show that can show you this in picture form to make you really understand the value of this gap, this skill set knowledge gap, that is the difference between where you are and really taking a leap forward or up, but you got to go down first. You got to go backwards first, you got to be less good for a short period of time to acquire skills that can take you further than the skills that got you to the day can take you. That's number one. The second idea that is loosely related to this idea of moving backwards or losing ground first before you get ahead. And that's of the, the idea of sacrifice. The idea of sacrifice, sacrifice being defined as your ability to choose to give up something of value for something of more value later, to give up something now that you like for something that you think you will like much more later. That ability to sacrifice is is critical. It is critical, in my opinion, for you having enough intrinsic motivation to do the things that will be required for you to do to get the places that you say you want to go. And a lot of it is psychological, of course. This is a this is an Alpha Flow podcast. We love the inner game, right? But it's the it's your awareness of what you are giving up to get something that actually gives value to the thing that you are working towards getting. They're connected. You know, if if somebody just handed you a gold medal in a sport because they had an extra one, (laughs) it would mean nothing, literally nothing to you at all because you didn't do the work, you didn't go through all the stuff, you didn't earn it. You simply didn't earn it, right? And that little analogy is how we are built, right? Things that are given to us or things that really come easy to us often have very little value to us, very little value to us. It's the things that we work for that builds this enormous amount of value around things. So the things that we put effort into the things that we, especially when it's difficult and we have to overcome a lot of things. Those things at the end of that tunnel are enormously valuable to us. The the easy way to do that all the time, the easy way to do that with every critical task and path that you're on is just to be aware of what sacrifices you are making to get those individual things that puts the context around it that puts you in an environment that you are building value in this thing that value that 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 value the more you put into it the more valuable it's going to be the more valuable you know it's going to be the more motivated naturally motivated you are to go get it and here's the interesting thing there's a point there's a point in your little sacrifice list and time sacrifice, there's gonna be a point that you're gonna to get to that you're gonna know, well, there's no way I'm gonna quit. I'm not gonna have all of that sacrifice be in vain. And go back to one of my podcasts where we talk about how powerful the fear of loss is and how common the fear of loss is and what we are willing to do with our individual behavior as a result of us avoiding the fear of loss. It's an incredible, maybe maybe the most powerful fear-related motivational, motivation is this fear of loss. And a simple way to tap into it is to be very clear and aware of what sacrifices you're making along the way. So those are two ideas that we take the idea of losing ground first, or that being a part of the beginning stages, the legitimate requirement to being able to leap ahead. That is a fundamental different path than the person saying, they take three steps forward to take two steps back. That has a level of motivation associated with it. <laughs> but to be able to choose to take two or three steps back so that you can take a Superman leap forward, that's a different thing all So I hope this was useful. I hope this gave you something to think about. Um, please tell people about the Alpha Flow park, uh, podcast where we talk about a lot of different things all designed to help you get better at stuff. (laughs) You know, things that you can do in your personal plan to design it and build what you call happiness. And to tap into the flow process along the way. Flow happy. I'd like to thank our sponsors at Hydration Station LV and i'd like to encourage you to help other people you know let them know about the conversation being had here at alpha flow podcast you just never know where um the one little idea might be the one little idea your friends are missing to completely change their world their life and the way they will look at you in admiration and gratitude for being that person will be priceless